It's the M and S monthly podcast show for everything business and entrepreneurship and the best business tips and secrets with your hosts, Michael and Simon. On today's monthly podcast show with Simon and Michael, we're going to share some stories about our walk along the South Downs Way. And the reason why we thought we wanted to share our story of our walk today was because walking is very similar to being in business. By that, I mean you're going nowhere fast, but it providing you make one step at a time, you will always reach your destination. No dissimilar to that in business. You start, you could say, as a new entrepreneur. So let's start the journey from the beginning in Winchester on the South Downs Way. So Simon, tell me what is the South Downs Way and tell our listeners why we decided to walk it. The South Downs Way is a stretch of land, Michael, that runs all the way from Winchester to Eastbourne. And many, many people across the ages have travelled this route. And it's a walk that takes you across hills, valleys, uh, approximately between five and ten miles from the ocean, back from the ocean. And we met many people along the walk, Simon, haven't we? that have come from far stretches on the land, the globe, to walk the South Downs Way. So you mentioned it starts in Winchester. What was that day like? That was spectacular, wasn't it, Michael? The weather was fantastic. It couldn't have been better. Uh, We were well equipped. We'd planned the route. We had our route planners. Um... And in in fact, we parked the car a little way from the start and we walked all the way back to the start, which was that old mill, wasn't it? In the just kind of on the edge of Winchester High Street with the river running through. And that that route really starts from the river and has, you know, as we said before, it's an ancient route. So many people have traveled it over the ages. So how good was our planning on day one, Simon? I'm going to credit you here, Michael, because it was mostly your planning, I believe, but it was brilliant. We knew exactly where to meet, where to park, what what time, where to start from, and we'd already planned where we were going to finish up. So we worked out how many miles we could walk in that day, and we'd already booked the evening accommodation ready for us. So I know that before we started this walk, Simon, I've been walking quite a lot during lockdown and I've renamed my walking as walking and talking. And they do say, if you go on your own, you go fast. If you go with someone, you go further. And how has, tell me about your mindset. What were you thinking on day one as we stood there at Winchester train station? I think it's like like most things, Michael, when you're in business and you're busy like you and I are, just having some time out from the business to think and reflect is very precious 
So I must admit, at the very beginning, my mind was still full of my business from the day before. Yeah, like mine as well. And you know, there's another important point here to mention is we had a very clear goal in mind. And that was arriving into Eastbourne. We didn't know when. We didn't know exactly what time. But providing we put one foot in step of the other and enjoyed the countryside, we knew we were going to get there. So how did it start for you? One step at a time, Michael, one step at a time. But the the thing for me is that I was really looking forward to the time together, you know, because it's it for me, it wasn't just about doing a very long walk. And I, I think it's about 150 miles, something like that in total. But it was about the opportunity to come away from my business. I had a number of things on my mind, get fit, get healthy, but also get my mind into a really good place from chatting over a few ideas, challenges and issues I had outside of the workplace. And that is so important, isn't it? We've spoke many hours over many days talking about business and talking about mindset and talking about the things that really do make a massive impact all from when we we've been sitting in the office and i realize that only now that we are getting out and about in the countryside and continuing our discussion i don't really think you need to be sitting down but walking and talking is an absolute pleasure to be to let your mind flow in and flow out of creative, innovative ideas to take you forward. And as we realise on this walk, it wasn't all as sunny as day one, but we did have the end in mind. And I know I keep coming back to one step at a time, and I very much liken this to actually being in business. As a young entrepreneur starting out in business on day one, I knew where I was going, but I didn't know the way or the path in order that it was going to take me to my eventual successes. And this is so similar to our walk along the South Downs Way. So what do you think about that? I agree with that, Michael. In fact, the really interesting thing about walking the South Downs Way is that you only need to get to the start and you're pretty much guaranteed to get to the end. And what I mean by that is that every step of the way, there is a signpost. You you can't come off the South Downs Way when you're on it. Even when you get to the most difficult areas, you know, you're in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden there's a signpost for the next step of the journey. And I liken that in business to the fact that you may have a clear end in mind for your business. You may have a plan, but we all need signposting. We need people to point the way. The answers are there in the business community itself. There's a signpost for everything. And I would say that what the South Downs Way has taught me 
is the, that signposting gets you to the direct the destination much quicker. It gives you peace of mind because you know that you're not going to come off that route. You're not going to get lost. And in business, signposting in the form of mentors, coaches, you know, books, whatever, it's all out there. It is all available to us. So I would encourage everybody to look for the signposts on their journey. But, you know, there were days that we got lost. And certainly while I've been in business for the last 20 years plus, there are days, months, that too, I am lost. What's the mindset when we started traveling down a path that was going to the wrong place? I don't remember going to the wrong place. We did. We did. Because we never got there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> we turned around, I suppose. You know, you you get a feeling if you've come off track, don't you? You know, in business, as in particular, you get that gut feeling. You you you're. It's not where you want it to be. It's not going the way you want it to be. And I think the key point then is just to stop and reflect and maybe backtrack. We had to backtrack a few times and we deliberately came off route a few times when we wanted to stay somewhere. Uh, and the key to that then was remembering the point at which we came off so that we could join back on again. But you know, in business, I know you say the signposts, the wayposts, but metaphorically speaking, in business, there are no signposts along the way. And certainly not as many signposts that we saw while we were walking the South Downs Way. So it's really key and important to have the plan in mind and accept that some days, some miles, you may be off track. But that doesn't really matter. What matters is how you course correct yes being willing and um, agile enough to make course corrections is really important isn't it and the nice thing about walking we noticed everything slowed down didn't it it was almost like in slow motion so you had the time to be able to stop and think about you know where are we on the route do we need to make a course direction change or course correction? And in fact, the course itself is full of lots of, you know, uh, little corrections. It's not a straight route, for example. You're wiggling your way to the destination. And I think in business as well, we wiggle our way to our destination. We just need to be agile enough, humble enough, perhaps not arrogant but willing to accept that we might need to make course corrections and willing to look at the signposts and the signs uh, and, and seek help when we need it. It's a really interesting point that you make, that we were going nowhere fast. I completely agree with that statement. Similarly, when we are driving in, in a car going from Winchester to Eastbourne, you get there fast in the most efficient route. And it's so true that when you walk, you're getting nowhere fast. 
And it's the time where you just need to accept and flavor the moment. Because certainly we've spoken many times about business. And getting anywhere in business, you're not going fast either. So let's break the journey up into sections. The start, the middle, and the end. The start, I think like you, nice summer's day, we were feeling excited. Euphoria. We've started a journey. Not too dissimilar when I started my very first day in business. I was too euphoria, euphoric. I was excited. I was full of hope and ambition and drive. But that drive doesn't last that long. Your consistency, your persistence, and your perseverance is what does stay. So what was the first part of that journey like for you, Simon? I agree with you, Michael. It was full of excitement, anticipation. I think when we start things, we're energised by them, aren't we? So for me, that walk energised me right from the off. You know, I was able to start to loosen myself up and and feel my creativity start to spark into existence with every step. And I that's what I love about starting projects, starting a business. You know, you do feel energized and capturing that energy and holding on to it is the biggest challenge once you get into the, if you like, drudgery of the next step, the next step, the next step. And things start to get a little bit perhaps mundane. You know, you, you're you doing the same thing over and over. Michael, I had the privilege with my team to coach the Coxless crew, four ladies who were rowing across the Pacific Ocean. And they ended up having a saying uh, towards the end of their very long 10-month journey at sea, which was eat, sleep, row, repeat eat, sleep, row, repeat, because the job was simply rowing across the Pacific Ocean, fueling up to get you there, resting when you needed it, and then rowing again. That's what we were doing on the walk in a way. You know, it was next step, next step, keep going, rest a bit, fuel up, and then keep going again. And it's very similar in business. We've got to make sure that we have the energy, the plan and everything in place that we go for it. We're in business, but we also build in time to rest, time to fuel up and then time to make sure that we're doing the doing. And when the euphoria stage ends, we we were speaking about this word, the bit in the middle, the journey in the middle, the grunt work, the drudgery. And actually, in reality, we were ploughing through an awful lot of mud during this middle stage. So when the mud and the rains come down, what keeps the mind focused on the goal in mind? Making sure you have that clear vision, that end point, making sure that you really are focused on that dream, that plan, 
uh, and that you're tenacious and persistent in making sure that all the things that you've built into that plan are happening. I also think there's a big element here of measuring. You know, measuring our progress gives you the um, motivation to keep going. You know, you know you're making progress. When you know you're making progress, that's when you've got the energy and the desire to want to keep going for it. When you feel like it's two steps forward and three steps back, which often happens in business, doesn't it? And we had that a few times, two steps forward, three steps back. And that can be very demotivational sometimes. And it's ha- But we all have those moments and we just have to keep on going. Do you remember the day, Simon, where we pulled up? I forget where it was, but as we pulled up, I've never seen rain like it. Yeah, and it was- as we both sat in the car and we looked at each other, I remember smiling, thinking it was a blue sky yesterday and it's probably going to be blue sky tomorrow. And here we are on one leg of the South Downs Way and it's absolutely chucking it down with rain. Now, if we liken that to being in business, How many days do you remember where everything was just so much harder than it should be and it needed to be? However, the goal was still aligned to the goal in mind. Yes, there are sunny days in business and rainy days. And even in a single day, you can win a contract in the morning and you can lose one in the afternoon, you know, and no day is the perfect day. Um, you know, we, but we take what we get, you know, we, we can't control the weather. And sometimes we can't control some of the things that are going on in the economy uh, and in the world of business. What we, what, um, one of the lovely things that the Coxless crew had as a statement was control the controllable. They couldn't control the ocean the weather, the conditions, the size of the waves, the whales that that came alongside the boat that could have tipped them over. They couldn't control these things. What they could control was what was going on inside the boat. And, um, you know, the the attitude, behaviour, the thinking, the actions, the the responses that were going on um, to the conditions. And I think that's the same for business, Michael. Are all responses to be positive? Because when people say, oh, just get over it, it's a matter of the mindset. But when you're in the thick of it and someone says, that's a negative thought, is that okay? Yeah, I think, you know, as business owners and entrepreneurs, we, you know, we want to be positive. It's good to be positive, but we've got to accept at the end of the day, we're also human. You know, it hurts sometimes when someone says no to us or we lose a contract or when something goes wrong, when we we let a customer down, a member of staff down. It hurts because we're passionate. Um, and, and, you know, what we've got to do is have resilience, bounce back. We can overcome it when we've got a positive mindset. 
We can have black thoughts. Of course, they're going to come from time to time. But we also want to have those opposing thoughts in our mind that we can counteract those those negative thoughts when they come. So when are, are you saying that it's okay to have negative thoughts when you're not feeling it? Or are you kidding yourself that when you're negative, that you need to replace them with positive th- thoughts to get through the day? I would say it's okay to have negative thoughts, but just don't entertain them. They will come. You will think them or they will come from others. Just don't entertain them. You know, you have your vision. Hold on to that vision. Have the dialogue around it and make sure that that's what you're using to counteract those negative thoughts. So on that morning that we arrived at the leg that we were going to complete on the South Downs Way, and it was absolutely tipping it down with rain. How close were you to driving back home? Not at all. No, I was prepared, Michael. I had my salopettes. I had my boots. I'd sprayed my jacket with the waterproof spray. I was well equipped in my rucksack. I had an extra bag to keep things dry. You know, we knew the forecast was bad that day and we were well prepared for it. I think the difficulty came when, um, despite the, uh, the spray, the waterproof spray, the water started coming in. You know, and when you start to get soaked to the skin, because this rain was sideways on, wasn't it, with a strong wind, and we were walking in puddles, and at some points we were up to our knees in mud, weren't we? It was it was a real test of endurance to get over some of these hills when they were basically like rivers. The rain was coming down so much. But we were prepared, as or as prepared as we could be. And I think when you're in that mindset that you've done everything you can to prepare, uh, now this is the drudgery. We've just got to get through this next stage. We've got to get through this phase. And again, going, going back to business, sorry, we have seasons, you know, just like the earth. And we saw that the other day when we were on the top of this hill, how how wonderful is creation when it's raining one minute, sunny the next. And we have seasons. There's, you know, spring always follows winter. And then from spring comes summer. And so if we're in the winter of business, and so many of us have been in the winter, haven't we, with this pandemic, spring will follow. Are we ready for spring, for the newness, for a new business to evolve, for new opportunities to come? And that's the mindset we need to have. Just imagine if we were seamen, if we focused on the horizon line, we would avoid seasickness. So, so true in business. So after your story about the day we got out of the car and it was absolutely tipping it down, have you got a story about the worst day in business that where everything was going wrong? How does the two compare? Well, I think sometimes, and I, yes, of course, we've all got that, that, um, that horrible day in business when you get home and quite honestly, you don't want to do anything. You don't want to speak to anyone. 
you just want to go to bed. I think I've had days where I just went to bed. I just thought I just can't deal with this. Uh, these challenges, they're so difficult. I don't even know how to overcome them. I can't even think about it. Uh, and my thoughts were all over the place, so I just went to bed. And I think, you know, there's, there's a huge amount to be said for resting, trying to rest if you can sleep. Now, you might end up having a sleepless night, and that happens. But it's amazing, Michael, and you and I both have learned this, that when our mind becomes so clogged with difficulty, we can't tap in to the creativity of our mind, which gives us the solutions. So we end up being stuck in this place. And it's so important that, you know, to go out the house and start the South Downs way or walk around the block. Even a walk around the block can start to just unwind and unclog um, our brain. And that really takes us into a new dimension of this conversation. Now, you and I both know that when you're in business, so many business owners that you speak to, that I know and speak to, work in the business. The most successful entrepreneurs are the ones that are sitting high up in the stands, looking down on the business and work in the next creative strategy to forge the business forward. And, and certainly, I think this is true. When you're working in the business, you get no time to breathe. You get no time to think. And actually, when you're going through the grunt stage, you just get more of the same. And it's very similar to the South Downs way we were walking. We were going nowhere fast, only three miles an hour in all seasons, in all terrain. And at times that three miles an hour went down to one mile an hour. But like you say, Simon, it does give you the time to step back, think, relax, and let the creative thoughts come through. Enough to act on the very next day. So we are going to take a very short break right there. When we come back, we are going to talk about stage three of the walk. Stage one, we've, we have been euphoric. Stage two, we have been doing the grunt work. And stage three is the impatient phase where we're nearly there. We want it to come quicker. We want the wealth, the health, the, the thing that we've been working for for so long to just appear over the horizon. We will be back. Today's show has been sponsored by www.teameasycrane.co.uk. We help you build your business and grow recurring profits. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And we're back. In part one, we were talking about the journey that started in Winchester on the South Downs Way. We 
We spoke about the start of the journey and the bit in the middle. Now we're going to talk about what it was like when we were coming to the end of the walk. The success, the acknowledge, the completion phase. So tell me, Simon, what does the completion phase look like for us on the walk? And think about the things in business that are similar to finally reaching your goal. Yes, well, I can relate to this, and I know you can, Michael, because uh, I feel it's where my business is right now as well, in that you've you've put all the hard work in, we've put all the groundwork into our business, um, and we've got through that stage of making sure that all the the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, and we have a really good product and service that's that's available to both coaches and clients. Now it's that feeling of almost impatience when you know you've got something that's really exciting, something that's going to make an impact, something that's going to change the world. You know, you you want everybody to know about it and you start to get a little bit impatient. The marketing machine can't operate quickly enough, et cetera, et cetera. And on the walk, what we've found as we're getting towards the end, each phase seems to get longer because that 10 miles feels like 20 miles it's it's like any destination the closer you get to it the more it seems to get further away because you can almost see it now you can see that end and you want to get there but it just seems to take longer it's not actually taking longer. It just seems that way. And this is where you're likely to take shortcuts. I remember a while ago reading a, a news article about traffic accidents and how many traffic accidents happen only half a mile from your home. And I would say the reason for this is the nearer you get to home, the more excited you are of getting there, that you have an accident. And I know a number of years ago, I drove from Rome, something like 1,400 miles. And you would not believe it, but I too had a slight accident half a mile from home because I was so eager to get there, I let my guard down and disappointed myself. And I know when last week, we were doing stage nine and 10 of the South Downs Way. I'm not sure about where this is. I'm not sure if this is true with you, but I could see myself running up hills because I could see beat your head in the distance, or so I thought. And this is where we need to continue with planning and continue making the right sort of moves. And rely on the work you've done before to get you through to the end with success. Yes, it's very true. We could see the the lovely thing about the South Downs Way starting at Winchester and heading towards Eastbourne is that towards the end, you get nearer and nearer to the coast. So it looks like, you know, it's within almost touching distance but it's still like 20 miles away, 25 miles away. And you've got that illusion that it's really close. 
you can almost touch it, but you're walking over the next hill and the next hill, and it's still not getting any closer. And you just spent an hour walking, and it's still not getting any closer. <laughs> and it's like that in business, isn't it? You know, we when you're close to something, you're you just you can see it, you can touch it, you can almost smell it and feel it. We've just got to hold our nerve. We've just got to stay patient. And patience is the key here, because if we lose patience, we do what you've just said, which is we try and seek the shortcut. And the shortcut will always lead us into trouble. And unravel all the hard work that we've done up to that point, which is a shame. Exactly. Exactly. So just hold your nerve. If you know you've got a good product and a good service, just keep going with it. Apply everything that you've got in place. If it's working, let it do its work. Build the momentum. And that's the key. Build the momentum. Allow it to build. So I just want to build on what we were talking about here. We, we did this, we're doing the South Downs Way, which is 110 miles from Winchester to Eastbourne. And we're making comparisons to how it is in business. Why should it be the same? A walk compared to being in business? Very good question, Michael. Uh, And, you know, this is the wonderful thing about being in business. It's a journey. It's a journey through life. You know, some people go into business for a very short period of time. They, they, um, you know, start something. It doesn't take off. They go back into employment. And it hasn't worked out. There are many other people. You know, I've got quite a number of clients that have been in business since the age of 16 and they're 56 now. You know, and they've been, been in business all their life. They don't know anything else. They wouldn't want to do anything else. Uh, I often call myself, you know, in calling myself an entrepreneur, I say I'm unemployable. I wouldn't want to go and work for anybody else again now. If I sold this business i'd like to start another one that's the way i think and i think that's true for many of the listeners of the mns podcast show you know they're entrepreneurs they have that entrepreneurial spirit and there's a certain kind of person in there that wants to be successful that has the drive and that has you know that the ability to see something that other people can't see and then to make it happen. So why do so many people give up and actually give up on doing a walk, which is 110 miles and give up on business after only a short space of time? Well, because I think there's that uh, beautiful blend and combination in an entrepreneur of the creativity and having the ideas and the ability to generate ideas mixed with the opposite end of the scale, which is just being able to do the mundane stuff. Uh, And actually, um, it it reminds me that Jim Rowan once said, the key to success is the ability to master the mundane. Uh, And so on the one hand, we can be creative, we can have ideas, we can have drive and ambition. But on the other, we also know that for those things to come to life, that vision to come to life, it needs 
a process. It needs procedures. It needs good people to put it into place. It needs continuous actions and momentum. We talked a few weeks ago, didn't we, about the cycle of productivity. It needs that cycle of productivity to be turning. Plan, do, complete, review. Plan, do, complete, review. And when we get that right, then we get a beautiful business. So we've got 22 miles ahead of us before we reach to Beachy Head in Eastbourne. What are things going on in your mind right now? The pub. The ah. pub at the end, Michael. <laughs> We've been in ah. lockdown for so long. Uh, it's going to be so nice that, uh, you know, there's the pot of gold, if you like, at the end, that, that, that magic of achieving and accomplishing something, the reward that you've set yourself. In business, that could be ultimately a business exit, business sale, or passing it on to the family or whatever it is, or it could just simply be winning a contract and making sure that we have that time out to review and celebrate and have the reward that goes with success. You know, it's really interesting to hear you talk, Simon. You're seeing the success clearly in your mind's eye. Do you think there's any element of failure in your mind's eye right now? None whatsoever. And that is the power of vision and goal and acknowledging, and more importantly, how it will feel when we get there. And yes, we are going to celebrate. We are going to acknowledge our achievement. It's only 110 miles. It's taken us 12 outings to complete this. Not 12 years, not 40 years, 12 months. But I do think there's so many similarities about the South Downs way as we feel in business. In the last 23 miles, for me, I need to remember to do one step at a time. And Eastbourne, I was going to say beat your head then, but no. that's where a lot of people commit suicide. And how, uh, how apparent is that in this conversation, eh? But no, we are going to reach Eastbourne. And like you, without a shadow of a doubt, our success will be acknowledged in Eastbourne. So while we've been on this walk, Simon, what one or two things has changed your thoughts in business? I go back to what I said at the very beginning, Michael, which is around the signposting. It really struck me, especially over the last few weeks when you know we've we've been struggling maybe for some creative solutions to problems and i think that's true for many many businesses in the pandemic who would have foreseen this pandemic coming uh, and the catastrophic impact it's had on the economy uh, as well as on people's health and well-being and you know sometimes we get a bit stuck in our way of thinking one of the biggest things that I've seen that's come out of this in the business community 
is the desire to want to collaborate more with other business owners. Peer-to-peer networking on Zoom is working really well. You know, whereas before you might go to a networking event with a room full of people and feel a bit intimidated, now you can join a room full of people and contribute and benefit just, just as much as if they were in your living room for real. And signposting for me is all about making sure when we get stuck, when we're not sure whether to go left or right, let's have a look at the sign. Let's have a look at the map. Let's ask someone for help. That can be a mentor, a coach, a fellow business owner, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, you know, reading a, a book, just getting ideas and seeking help from people that have been there and already traveled that journey. Yeah, that's really encouraging to hear, Simon. For me, I have a couple of points that I've been thinking about on our journey on the South Downs Way, and very similar to how it it was and still is in business. And at the top of my tree here is to have a clear destination, a vision in mind. And for sure, Just take each day as it comes. On wet, windy, muddy days, just take each day, make one step towards your goal. And you know, we've spoken many times about asking for help along the way, and you mentioned it in your summary there. My other key lesson here is If you go alone, you'll go fast. But as you go as a team, you go further. And I know it's this camaraderie camaraderie that we have together, but it's about asking people for help along the way. So stop, check in, reevaluate where you're going. And if so, look at the map and change the course when needed and it's okay to be afraid to ask for help most people don't like asking for help but like you and I we're not proud because we have a very clear vision in mind the other thing that I just wanted to mention that I realized was on a number of days I saw you flay, flaking, get, on a number of days I saw you slowing up. And for me in the old days, I would have said, come on, let's keep going. Let's move up the pace. But actually it's being sympathetic and encouraging and being respectful that we're not all built the same and we need to be very harmonious in our approach. Because, as I said, going alone, you go fast. But going with a team, you go further. But overall, my lesson is this. During lockdown 2020 stroke 21, I have learned some amazing lessons in business and in life, and none more so about the benefits of getting out into the open air and just simply walking and talking. 
So as a last in remark, Simon, have you got anything further to say? I'm still trying to work out whether you've just basically said I'm an old man and you were feeling sorry for me. <laughs> but no, I, I really uh, encourage people to set themselves a goal in life that involves something like walking the South Downs way. It's something I've never done before. I've really enjoyed it. It's made lockdown bearable for me, actually, because there's been something to look forward to every month. And I would encourage people to, you know, just think about life, go out there and see something in the next 12 months that you've never seen before. Do something you've never done before. It's enlightening, invigorating and refreshing. And that brings our podcast today to an end. I just want to remind our listener, listeners, if you like what you hear on today's podcast, please subscribe and follow the michaelcrane.live podcast. You've been listening to Michael and Simon. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and follow us to hear the best tips and secrets.